Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well-being, and so much more. Not only do I do one-to-one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener, but you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone. And in today's episode, we're going to be looking at can change affect your career confidence? So in essence, you might be saying to me, Soma, this is a pretty comprehensive topic that change will affect career confidence. Why wouldn't it? But I'm going to be going through in this episode some kind of not necessarily scenarios, but some ways in which we can explore this further. I've spoken about change on the podcast quite a few times, especially career change, job change, the change that we've gone through before COVID, during COVID and after COVID. And we're still also after COVID whilst I'm recording this in 2024. But also change can be about things that happen in our actual career, things like redundancy, things like restructuring, things like, you know, you realising that maybe that job isn't the job that you love, but the industry is something that you love. Change can affect you in different ways. Some of those changes are things that you are going to decide for yourself, whether or not you want to go part time, whether or not you want to work in a different kind of way. All of those decisions may be things that you make. But what about some of the situations that you don't have control of? And I think it's very, very important for us to understand that change affects all of us. And it's something that we need to go through in life. And it's the same when we think about confidence. So change as a theme is going to continue to come up in my career advice business and the career happiness for podcast because it's an ever-evolving thing and I spoke about change as well in one of my business episodes so if you're interested in starting a business and you want to listen to that episode I would recommend going to listen to that but it is something that I continue to talk about because we can't prevent it but it comes up a lot around the word confidence because confidence is also something that isn't going to go away throughout your career and some people say that my confidence has grown through the decades of me being in industry. My my confidence has grown because of this has happened and that's happened. But confidence is an ever-going process. And I want to go into a little bit more context around uh, kind of why I felt it necessary to talk about this particular topic. Change is necessary and important in all aspects of our life, whether it's our personal life, whether it's our career development, whatever area of our life we are thinking about, it's important. 
confidence and making sure you work on this through self-development is actually really, really, really important. And I think often what can happen is that we think, oh, once we're confident, once we've made it, once we've made it to the top of the mountain, I suppose, you know, you are on a health journey right now. I'm on a health journey right now at the minute. I am making sure that I do a lot more batch cooking. I have less processed food. And I also am making sure that I eat out a lot less. And this is something that I've decided to do, guys, because of my health condition. And I have noticed tremendous benefits to this. Also, I've started to go on really, really, really long walks, longer than half an hour. And I've noticed that when I do this mindfully and I'm really, really in the zone with my walk, a lot of really, really good stuff comes up. Within the first 10 minutes of that walk, when I start speed walking, it is the hardest. And I know often runners say this about running sometimes, unless you're a pro runner. But I find usually the first 10 minutes, if it's really, really cold or windy, they're the most challenging for me because they're the 10 minutes where I want to go home the most. And then after the 10 minutes, when I'm really kind of walking my stride, I begin to continue and I really enjoy it and I come back so much lighter and so much better. And that's the change I decided to embark on because after all my treatments and operations last year, I realised the only way that I could feel fit, because I couldn't actually do any heavy lifting at that time, the only thing I could do was walking. But walking for me... I have found, and you know, Arianna Huffington talks about this in her book, Thrive, mindful walking especially helps you to switch off, it helps with decision making, it helps you to understand and, you know, have a little bit of self-awareness and intuitive thought around maybe things that you've been putting off, and it just gives you that little bit of me time in the day. And so, When I walk, a lot of really, really good stuff comes up for me because I'm able to just fully, fully focus on myself for a little bit. And it's the same when I do yoga. So change isn't just about the change that you're going to see in your career. Change is about all aspects. And I mentioned the health aspect because a lot of people, especially at this time of year, are working on their health even more because we had Christmas a few months ago and people continue to work on their health because it's something where they want to reach certain health goals but when we think about confidence and making sure that we're working on our confidence through a self-developmental journey we often struggle with this because we see it as once we get there that's it and there isn't anything else for us to do but we're always going to have ebbs and flows with this we're always going to have periods in our lives where challenges present themselves some of the challenges that I've already mentioned there and We cannot foresee some of the challenges that happen, especially whilst I'm recording this. There are a lot of layoffs and redundancies going on, and sometimes these things cannot be predicted. And so what happens when that happens when you're not expecting it? What happens when the boss that you've had for years is replaced by another boss? What can you do? And you've got a really, really brilliant relationship with that boss and you didn't see it coming. What are you going to do? How are you going to prepare yourself? So when we think about change affecting career confidence, it can mean lots of different things. And I would suggest for you right now within this podcast episode to write down one or two situations that have happened to you where something has happened where it's affected your career confidence, a a change in your job or a change in your role or a change in something. Where maybe I've recently just written a newsletter about workplace trends 
and I spoke about upskilling. Upskilling is something that is really, really, really fluid and it's something that's really happening in a lot of jobs. Employers are looking for roles where the job is much more skills based than necessarily just about the qualifications. So if you are not up to date with the job market, how do you know where you need to develop your skills? How do you know where you need to change and build on that confidence? All these things are really, really important for you to have an awareness around if you're job hunting right now, if you're thinking of changing your job or you know, applying for something that you think is going to help your pro career progression. Some of the words that I've highlighted that I want to talk about in preparation for this episode is resilience and confidence can be connected, especially through the low points. And I want to talk about this because often when we talk about resilience, and I've done a whole episode about resilience, which I'll put in the show notes, and there's lots of other episodes around confidence, which you can go back to. Um, and some of the episodes around confidence are some of the most downloaded episodes on this podcast. And it doesn't surprise me because confidence is a theme that continues to come up through my career advice and coaching work. But when we think about resilience, we think of it as this thing where it's related again to sports or it's related again to us having an innate way of bouncing back. Yes, you can relate resilience to that. But resilience is also a skill that we've got to master as human beings because often I think personally what can happen with this is that we can become complacent. We can, within our career, just think, oh yeah, got this job, doing all the things I can, paying all the bills, paying my mortgage, done, done, done. And when we become complacent or when we become kind of a little bit too comfortable, I remember I've spoken about this, about that pair of comfortable shoes that you wear and, you know, there's no room for growth. Then what happens is, is that that resilience almost gets forgotten about. And it's really, really interesting. I was listening to something the other day and they were talking about how, well, so when a child is starting to walk, what happens is they, and they, they fall over and they start again. They fall over and they start again. And I don't have children, but the example that was giving, being given here is that they don't necessarily give up. And I have a pet. I've got a cat. And I've seen with her that when she jumps, right, if she can't do it the first time, she'll try again. She's not as agile now because she's going to be older. But I remember whenever she would chase something or whenever we play with her and she can't do something straight away, she'll try again and again and again. She especially did this when she was younger. And that innate resilience we have in us starts at an early age, whether you believe it or not. And whether it's like an innate physical resilience, we also have an emotional resilience within us. And that usually comes with hardships that happen to us. You know, I'm very open on this podcast. I speak about how I lost my dad at a young age. It built up inner resilience for me because... I saw a lot as a child and I had a lot of experiences. And so I grew up very, very quickly. There could be a, something that might have happened to you when you were younger that has built up this emotional resilience. If there isn't, what's happened in your life that has built up that resilience? Because all of us at one point or another, or another have had something happen to us. And resilience is a skill that I think we can all work on. The reason why I mentioned the walk a little while ago is when we're training for something, whether it's doing a training related to our work or it's something to do with sport or it's something to do with our own health, 
there is going to be a point in time where there's going to be a struggle and we're going to want to stop, right? We're going to be like, no, I can't do that. The inner resilience comes from you having your mind tell you, no, you can do this. That's where it also comes from. But also resilience is not allowing, you know, the child I was mentioning, like when you, when we were probably all walking, we probably fell over loads of times. It's like riding a bike, you know, when you learn to ride a bike and you fall off, when you learning to drive, the number of times you might have failed your driving test. I failed my driving test more than three times, guys. I passed on the fourth time. And partly that was because on the third time, I made one major error and everything else I did perfectly. And I remember kicking myself so badly for that and being more upset about failing that test than the first or the second one because I was that close to getting there. But did I go, oh, no, I'm not going to pass the fourth time? No, I didn't. I continued to have my training was passing my driving test and I passed my driving test four time round. It happened. So in the same way, when we want to work towards something, whether that's a goal and we want to build on our confidence within our career, we have to be able to look at those low points as fuel to help us get there. And that's kind of what resilience is. And resilience is really, really tied to confidence because when your career confidence is affected, we can stay in that negative headspace. We can stay in that place of feeling really, really low and having a pity party. And it's okay to have a pity party for a little bit. I've spoken about this on the podcast before. But staying there too long doesn't actually help you grow it stunts your growth in terms of your career potential and where you want to go so if we kind of go into the layers of the question I've asked can change affect your career confidence of course it can of course change can affect it and even if you are the most resilient confident person in the world If the change is something, as I said, that you didn't see coming or the change impacts you financially or the change makes you think, oh, my God, I don't know where I go from here because I actually think that there isn't really enough, not just progression, but I don't even know whether this career is something I want to continue with, then that can affect where you want to go next within your career and not just financial prospects, but future prospects. Suppose you just recently you're married or you've had a kid and all these things just make you think whoop there's so much pressure on me I don't even know what I'm going to do now so your confidence may be affected and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that your confidence at first may seem all right it may even be in denial or it may be like yeah I'll be okay nothing's going to happen to me and then after a few months of the change that might have happened like redundancy for example or like restructuring and having less staff and you maybe having to take on a bigger caseload of work, it may only be after a few months you're like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed and your confidence may have had a dip because of being in that overwhelmed place and because of working so many hours that you haven't even realised that your career confidence has dipped. So you have the power to be in control of this. You honestly do. And I think a lot of the time... When confidence and change collide with each other, is how I'm going to put it, we need to be able to address what the burning things are behind what is driving the two. So I asked you before, you know, to kind of journal a little bit about change and any necessary changes that are coming up and also confidence. But also what I would suggest here is what are those 
continuing things that stop you from adjusting to change because there's going to be people who are listening to this podcast today who they do not respond well to change and it takes them not just a period of adjustment they get so triggered and so annoyed by change that they go back to working in a way that works for them and I'll give an example of what I mean by this I'll give a general life example first and then I'll give a career example so suppose you have a particular chair that you sit on in the workplace or you have your chair at home in your home office and suddenly that chair breaks one day and you loved that chair because it was comfortable for you it helped you with your back everything in that situation when you then have to buy another chair it depends on how you handle that for some people it's gonna be like yep just buy a new chair move on done (laughs) for other people it may be like oh my god this chair is broken and i have to buy exactly the same type and it has to be exactly the same way and everything right it's that adaptability here if you're not able to adapt to a situation like that then in the workplace we need to think about when you do have all of that work what is the solution when there's a smaller team are you going to talk to your manager and say to them that look i can't do all of this work on my own i think either we're going to have to cut this work in half or you're going to have to help me or this is going to have to happen and then if your manager says to you well that's not going to happen because of this or this is not going to happen because of this and say realistically I'm productively not going to be able to work and as a result of that I just think I'm just going to burn out so discussing that straight away going through the workload before that even happens is going to be an important thing and that assertion that we speak about on the podcast is very important If they say to you, why don't we do a trial period first, see what happens, and then I'll take some work off and give it to this person, and then we'll get, you know, a temp or we'll get a contractor, then that way you're already working around the solution within your workplace. But you always have the power to control the change and your confidence levels. But speaking up is vitally important because if you don't speak up (laughs) when you're feeling a lack of confidence or a confidence dip, then you're going to be on your own and you're going to feel more overwhelmed when you get there. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to share some tips to help you with this particular topic because I've been getting lots of questions on change and on confidence and career confidence. The first tip that I'm going to suggest to you is, and I've already kind of suggested this with some of the exercises I've given in this episode already, but work on your mindset. Your mindset is key growing your career confidence and again I've spoken about this on the podcast before but when you work on your mindset when you work on that inner voice of yours to help you achieve the things you want you will notice that when there is something going on at work so suppose there's a situation at work there's a problem and the new person you've employed is not working out for example and this is your first hire And you're in a scenario where your boss is like, you know, you're going to have to sack them because this isn't working out. And we need someone who is much more up to speed because this project is falling behind and this client is saying this and dot, dot, dot. What are you going to do in that situation? Are you going to just be like completely ignoring it and allowing your confidence to falter? No. If you are working on your own mindset every day and making sure that you take time to address the problem-solving element of this, you're going to go into that situation 
in a much more better frame of mind. And what do I mean by that? So in order to think about those sabotages or those things that cause you to feel a lack of confidence or cause you to feel stressed about change, if you then think about certain elements that are going to help with that, so if you're able to, you know, when you're really, really stressed and you're working from home and no one's there, take time to do five minutes of meditation. Or if something is really, really bothering you, like a problem at work, and if you're able to just, in your notebook, write down or do a little quick spider diagram and think about some of the solutions, just for five minutes, get a timer out. I have an egg timer here sitting next to me, but it can be any kind of timer. It can be an egg timer. It can be a digital timer. And five minutes just to... Draw a little spider diagram or notebooks with bullet points to work out what exactly you're going to do. And this is what I mean by mindset, because your mindset will help you to make more conscious decisions and not get mad and also not anxiety led. And the more that you're able to make time for your mental health and the mindset work that you should be doing, the more that you're going to go into these situations feeling better about them. And I hope that makes a bit more sense because I've talked a lot more about this in previous episodes, but the first thing is just to work on your mindset and to practice positive things to help you move forward. And this is going to be different to everyone, hence me being a bit broad about this and giving broader examples. But the first one is working on your mindset to make sure that that the change that happens in your job or career isn't affecting your career confidence. The second one is tuning into those confidence hang-ups. And I've kind of already said that. But what I mean is the things that you know cause you to have a dip in your confidence. So if you know that something stressful at work will do that, you know, you may possibly making a mistake, you possibly not reaching out, you possibly not talking in a meeting because you feel that everyone in the meeting kind of knows what they're doing and no one's saying anything, tune into that. Tune into the things that cause you to have that dip in confidence because when that happens, talk about it with your colleagues, talk about it with your manager and also have an awareness that when that is happening that you need to ask for support. So tune into those. The third tip is why has change affected your confidence? I've already said that in terms of the exercise I've shared with you but you've got to understand and reflect on why change has affected you personally. I've worked with clients before where they've said to me that one of the reasons why change has affected their confidence is because their manager is very hands-off or their manager comes in, does all the kind of logistical things a manager does, but their manager never really takes time to develop them or challenge them or give them any further support and so they feel alone and then they feel as though they have to just be able to figure everything out on their own. So if in that case the new manager is kind of affecting the way you show up at work, you need to have a conversation with them. So think about the situation or the circumstance in terms of why the change is affecting your confidence and the way that you work. And that's just me giving one example there. And the last tip that I want to share is reflect on how you can demonstrate your confidence now. So we all have things that we are good at. We all have strengths. We all have things that really, really work for us. But often when we are going through like a confidence crisis or we are feeling not in a good place, we don't look at the things that we're good at. We look at everything that we're not doing. And I'm laughing when I'm saying this because 
Everybody has a habit of doing this, including myself. I recently did a talk in a membership group and I really, really enjoyed the talk and I got a lot out of it. And one of the things that was said is that I'm very knowledgeable about certain subject matters and I don't always see myself that way because I just see me as me. And sometimes getting feedback from people can give you a confidence boost. But finding out what those strengths are, you know, asking a couple of work colleagues or people that you know, you know, what am I good at? And and how can I don't demonstrate my confidence? If you know before you've had brilliant feedback on a particular type of work or you do something within your organisation where you have, you know, been rewarded for that or something has gone really, really well, reflect on how you can home in on that skill to demonstrate further confidence and then go to your manager or go to someone and say, can I get further training on this? You know, I know this is going on in our project at the minute. Would it be possible for me to do this or to do that? But yeah, reflect on how you can demonstrate your own confidence now because if you know that there is an area that you're strong in, that your manager and others are always praising you for, how can you continue to show up and do more work aligned with that? Because if suppose there's something that you do within your job at the minute that you're not doing right now and that you know that you're good at it and you know you'd want to do more of it, why are you not asking for that opportunity or those opportunities? What I'm going to say is that this episode is really one for you to think about, reflect on and do a little bit of homework with. There is no wrong or right here. There's no me saying you've got to do things this way and that way. You get a lot more of that when you do one-to-one work with me. But what I will also say is that change will always be constant and confidence for you as an individual, even if you're the most confident person in the world, is going to continue to be a journey. But I really, really hope that everything I've spoken about today has given you a little bit more clarity on how it can be affected. And if you want to find out more about how to work with me one-to-one, you can apply for a call on the booking form. I'll put the details in the show notes. You can also look at um, the career happiness program I offer. And also, if you want to subscribe to the LinkedIn news that I mentioned, please do so. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.